Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of the Everyday Enthusiast podcast. Apple, leave the design to the pros. I am Chris, your Everyday Enthusiast, and here are some of the things that interested me the most over the last week. Before we get started, I just wanted to say that this podcast is available on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Overcasts, and many others. Uh, if you want to like, rate, and subscribe, that would be greatly appreciated. I can also be reached at everydayenthusiastpodcast at gmail.com. No dots, dashes, or spaces. Again, that's everydayenthusiastpodcast at gmail.com. All right, on with the show. Okay, so starting here with our fun section, follow-up, updates, and notes. Uh, first of all is the show notes. Now, last week, uh, this or sorry, I had stated last week that this is the year of saving for me. So why then am I paying for a blog? I, I was paying for uh, Subtle uh, blog service, uh, especially when I could be using something free. And I really want this podcast to be as simple as possible. So I have moved the show notes to Tumblr. It's free, it's easy. And I know I made a comment about Tumblr potentially dying after they made some recent changes, uh, but hopefully that's not the case, okay? And in the vein of trying to keep it simple, I think I might quit with the Twitter feed as well. Um, it's just one more step that I don't think is necessary. I don't think anybody is interacting there, so I'm gonna kind of drop that out. Um, I like taking my notes and recording and editing the podcast, it's a lot of fun. The rest of it just feels like a chore sometimes. Uh, and let's be real, I'm not gonna be raking in the bucks uh, with this, right? It's just a hobby, so I'm simplifying, okay? All right, now, the second thing in our fun section here, uh, what Apple should be doing. Now, in reference to today's episode title, there are a lot of Apple topics uh, on the list today, but I also have a couple of concepts and some opinions on what they should be doing. Obviously, I'm being a little cheeky here. Apple arguably has some of the best designed products in the industry right now, even if it is getting a little boring, but that's what the reference is here, okay? Some designers are doing some great, great concept work. And I have said for years that Apple should be looking to hire some of these guys uh, and gals because they do some amazing, amazing work, okay? And last up here is a new section uh, for the podcast. Now, last week I mentioned that I would be adding some links at the end of the show notes. Um, just a couple of things, little things that uh, I don't plan on talking about, but I still wanted to share. Well, uh, moving forward, I am dubbing this the extra enthusiasm section. Okay, so check out the links. There will be some great stuff in there. Okay, so onto our topic list here. We have all kinds of Apple news to start. All right, so first off is the iPhone 11 renders that we talked about last week um, with that big, huge... <laughs> Um, square camera bump on back. Uh, so they seem a little bit more legit after some more people kind of in the know, quote unquote, have confirmed that it is actually an option for the final version of the 2019 iPhones. And keep in mind, I said option. Uh, these are not set in stone yet um, and they could change. Okay, case in point here, our second topic is uh, a little bit of iPhone design. Now, uh, we have a second possibility for these 19, 2019 iPhones. Uh, reports last week um, are showing a different render based on prototype designs, this time showing three camera lenses aligned in the center of the back 
of the 2019 iPhones. The strange thing here to me is the flash, which is shown as a ring around the center lens. Okay, for starters, this version looks magnitudes better than the enormous square bump from last week. All right, but I just don't know about that ring flash. I feel like it would interfere with the photo being taken, at least the photo with that lens that's being taken that it's surrounding. But you know, look, I, I'm not enough of a photography guy to know really. So I, I don't know if that would, if it would affect it. They could probably edit, do some edits in, in uh, the software to make sure that it doesn't affect it too much. But I don't know. I just feel like it would be too much too much interference there, okay? I guess we should take all of this at face value. The fact is Apple is still deciding on that final design for this year's iPhones, okay? So this all could all change. But take into account the production time that goes into these phones, okay? They can't scrap these designs and start over at this point. You know, if they hear that everybody hates these things, they're not gonna just start over. So what we will see in September will more than likely be one of these designs, or maybe there's another one that uh, that they're you know also considering that we haven't seen yet. I don't know, uh, and I think it's safe to say that we will be seeing an iPhone with three lenses. A couple of other quick things to note here: the renders also show off a smaller notch. That's great, as well as slightly thinner bezels. So the front of the phone could look a little bit better than the current models. All right, so we have a little bit of iPhone design take two here. Now we have talked about the iPhone adopting the new iPad Pro design in the past, but the linked article asks the question as to whether or not this should happen. Most notably, it asks this uh, of the readers, right? And if you go vote for yourself and view the result, a whopping 77% of people that voted said that they would love to see this being the case. Now that was as of, you know, me writing these notes, that was quite a few days ago, maybe three or four days ago. So that could have changed, um, but I can't imagine that it went down too much, okay? As previously stated, I could not agree more. An iPhone 5 style design with the screen of the XS uh, would be to die for, okay? Although you know what I'm gonna say here, I also think it should be the size of the iPhone 5, but that's a rant we have gone over in the past. I'm not gonna go over it again. Uh, I'll spare you here, okay? As I'm sure it will come up at some point in the future. At this point, it seems like it comes up at least once, one time per episode, if not more. Uh, that I am dying for a smaller footprint phone. Okay, so what I think is our last Apple topic of the day is uh, in reference to USB-C and a new iPod Touch. Uh, so let's start off here. Okay, so there are reports saying that the 2019 iPhones could adopt USB-C as well as being uh, a new iPod Touch coming. All right, so let's first address the quick one here. We have already talked about iPhones potentially adopting the USB-C port. I think this would be amazing and very smart of Apple. They have fully, fully embraced USB-C on their computers as well as on the new iPad Pros. And to have one cord to rule them all, well, you know, that would make everyone's life easier, even if it would be a rough transition at first, okay? Now, uh, onto more meteor news here, okay? what? the heck are they talking about here? All right. A new iPod touch. Are you joking? I just, 
I don't know, I'm so confused here. First off, I have to be clear. There are absolutely no details, right? This is a rumor. And I have to stress that here, right? Uh, it's just a rumor, all right? It is based on nothing but supply chain sources, meaning there's no leaks, there's no renders. There, I have seen a couple since writing these notes, um, a couple of concept renders, but it's not based on anything. It's just speculation based on some parts that were referenced somewhere, okay? Um, I have so many questions, all right? Would a new iPod Touch have the same form factor as the current one, uh, which, by the way, was last updated in 2015, meaning it's the size of the iPhone 5, however, much, much thinner at 6.1 millimeters. Uh, would it adopt the iPhone you know, 6, 7, or 8 footprint? Or would it be something completely different? And if it was completely different, what would that look like? Um, that would mean that they went out of their way to completely redesign them, as well as starting a whole new manufacturing process. I do not see this being the case, but still, it's fun to think about, right? Um, what does make sense to me here is in reference to Apple's services push. They have been saying for multiple quarters now that their services business is just growing and growing. And having another device aimed at younger kids that could pull them into, say, Apple Music and their upcoming Apple streaming TV service, whatever they're going to call that, would only booster, bolster those services numbers even more. Like I said, there are a lot of questions here, but I'm very, very intrigued. Uh, and I will keep you guys posted on any updates. All right, so moving on from Apple, we are gonna talk about the potential OnePlus 7. We got a glimpse at what could be that OnePlus 7 here. Um, given that it is right next to, like the picture that was leaked, it is right next to the current OnePlus 6T, kinda leads us in that direction. This could be the OnePlus 7. The news here is that there is absolutely no notch at all. Okay, but also no hole punch for you know that front facing camera. What is being speculated is that we could see the slider mechanism being used. Uh, that being in place of the notch or the hole punch. Now, I have gone on record saying that I do like the slider fo form factor, uh, but I recently heard mention of one potential problem with this choice. And that is, there is no way a slider phone would have any kind of IP rating, meaning it would not be water or dust resistant at all. This would be a deal breaker for me, personally. Uh, I don't take my phone out in the shower or anything like that, but I do like that I don't have to worry about it. I take it out in the rain and in the snow. And if I'm washing dishes, I can prop it up and watch a video without having to worry about getting it splashed or anything like that. Now, um, while I am excited to see what OnePlus does here next, I think they are a very exciting company uh, to watch, especially in the smartphone industry right now. They're trying a lot of things. The slider phone is just not something I'd be able to consider. Uh, I just hope that the rumored smaller phone that they're working on is not a slider as well, if it even comes out, you know, fingers crossed. All right, topic number six here, hole punch in your face. Okay, so uh, we are finally seeing some hands-on with these hole punch phones. The linked article here is a video hands-on with the Honor View 20. Uh, the theme of the video seems to be that 
the hole punch is not that bad. Uh, I have shifted my opinion since first seeing the option. I really don't think that it looks all that bad. At first, I despised it. I think it looked terrible. Uh, in fact, I kind of like it. It's really discreet and out of the way from what I can gather. Um, but I also don't mind the notch all that much. It really disappears after a couple of days anyway. I know a lot of people say that it's kind of cliche, uh, but it really does. Um, and actually the hole punch kind of makes the notch look huge and in the way. Uh, I am just looking forward to these being in stores so that I can have a little bit of a hands-on myself and see uh, what it actually feels like and looks like. Now, our next topic here is a bit nostalgic, okay? This is the second resurrection of the Razer phone. Now, I say second resurrection because Motorola tried to cash in on the Razer brand a couple of years ago. In 2011, I believe, they released a couple smartphones with the Razer moniker, but they were nothing like the original flip phone. They were just standard glass slab smartphones. Uh, they did not in any way resemble the flip phones that came out. Uh, I believe the first one came out in 2004, if I'm not mistaken. So this could be a return to the razor form factor. There are very little uh, in the way, or there is very little in the way of details here. There's no specs or release date, just that it will be a, a smartphone as well as being a flip phone. They are looking to make just over 200,000 of them. Uh, that was a little, I was a little unclear in the article if they're planning to make at least that many or a little bit more than that. I, I don't really know if this is going to be like a limited release, but I do know that it is going to cost somewhere around $1,500. Obviously, this is not going to be for most people, but it's fun to ponder over this for the time being. And, uh, you know, could be the experimentation the smartphone market needs right now. All right, now moving on, we have uh, folding windows. Uh, there are not a lot, there's not a lot that I wanna say here, just that Microsoft is working on making Windows 10 work on foldable and dual screen devices. Actually, they have been working on this for a couple of years now, but apparently they are starting to ramp it up a, a bit. Uh, we have seen some of this in their Surface Hub 2, which is kind of that easel type display that they released uh, and you can get multiple of them and push them together to form one huge display uh, but the point here is that it's all modular right so it can work on one screen or two or more uh, i have said before that i'm that i'm now all or sorry i'm i'm not all that interested in foldable devices i just think that, uh, you know, we haven't seen anything. I, I just haven't seen anything that interests me, right? Now that could even be Samsung's uh, folding phone we are rumored to see next month. Who knows? Um, I'm, I'm sure the tech will get there, but I don't know. All right, uh, moving on, we have air power. Now, this is not what you guys think it is. Uh, I'm guessing that you think this is an update on Apple's nowhere to be seen product called air power. Well, it's not. This is an article about a small postage stamp sized Bluetooth chip called Willet, uh, Will Willot, something like that. Um, the play on words here comes from the fact that this is absolutely, it has absolutely no battery powering it whatsoever. Instead, it pulls power from the radio frequencies that are surrounding us every day, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and uh, you know, cell signals. 
Um, this is also very, this is very, very cool, okay? But once you realize that you can pair this with other sensors, um, you start to see the possibilities, right? These could be temperature sensors or pressure sensors. You could place them all over your house coupled with the other sensors to monitor a whole slew of things. I won't go into it too much at this point. Uh, anyway, I'm sure this is still in its infancy stage, but it does have funding from Amazon and Samsung, I believe. And we are set to start seeing these uh, hit the market in 2020. So I'm guessing we will start seeing the tech all over, integrated in all kinds of different things. All right. Um, okay, so before I get to the outro here, I do, I know I said in the extra enthusiasm section, I, I'm not really talking about that stuff all that much, but I did want to touch on one thing that I put in here and it's a new iPod classic concept. Um, man, let me pull up the artist's name here and I'm gonna butcher it. It's, uh, it's Alvar Alvaro Pabasio, Pabasio. Look, follow the links. It'll open, open, if you open it on your phone, it'll take you right into Instagram. It is a concept for the new, or sorry, it is a concept for a new iPod Classic. This thing looks amazing. I have no use for this. 99% of people would have no use for this. I'm sure that Apple would sell hardly any of these things, but there is a small number of people that would buy these just because of what it is, an iPod Classic or a brand new iPod Classic, if you will. It looks like the click wheel is um, is actually a touchscreen. So the, the icons or the little symbols can change depending on what's on the screen. It still has the click wheel, I guess, uh, but it's just, it's just really fun to think about and fun to look at. So check that out. Um, very, very cool. Again, you know, Apple should really be taking some notes from some of these designers and, you know, what they think some Apple products should look like because I think personally they're out designing Apple in some aspects. All right, folks, that is all for today. As always, I can be reached at everydayenthusiastpodcast at gmail.com. No dots, dashes, or spaces. Again, that's everydayenthusiastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find the show notes at uh, everydayenthusiastpodcast.tumblr.com. As I said before, this podcast is available on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Overcast. Please like, rate, and subscribe. And until next time, stay enthusiastic.